Welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors, brought to you by UEA. Each month, we provide the latest information you need to guide your students through their journey to university, plus hints and tips to help support you in your work. We know you're busy, so we keep each episode to around 20 minutes, just long enough for a cup of coffee. So, pop the kettle on and let's get started. Hello listeners and welcome back to this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors produced by the University of East Anglia. My name is Natasha and I am a graduate ambassador from our recruitment, outreach and events team here at UEA. Let's get started. Today we are joined by Ed Kirchmer, an Associate Professor of Art History and Head of our Department for Art History and World Art Studies here at UEA. Today, Ed will be talking about our courses in the Department of Art History and World Art Studies, including our unique Archaeology, Anthropology and Art History degree. Hi Ed, lovely to have you on the podcast today. Would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners before we dive in? Hi Natasha, sure. Nice to be on the podcast. So as you say, I'm um, Associate Professor of Art History and also head of department here. I work on modern and contemporary art mainly, but I teach more widely than that. I've been at the university since 2015, so it's been really great to see how our programmes have evolved over these last years. It's also, of course, a great privilege to work at the Sainsbury Centre, and I think we're unique as a UK department in actually being housed within a major museum building. Amazing, thank you. And thank you so much for joining us today. Firstly, it would be great to hear a little bit more about the undergraduate courses that the department offers and what these involve. Sure, yeah. So aside from our extra joint degrees, we basically offer three main courses. In practice, these are a bit less separated maybe than you might imagine, as the whole year is fairly small between 20 and 30 students and tends to rub along quite well together. Uh, But they do have different emphases. So first, there's a kind of straight art history BA. Students will encounter more familiar aspects of the European tradition, which they might be expecting from a history of art degree. So the Italian Renaissance or French Impressionism or Cubism or these kinds of things. But we'll also introduce students to art being made in maybe less familiar regions and historical moments. So uh, you might be talking about... Um, medieval maps say from the Middle East or the arts of modern India or experimental practices from Brazil or or Nigeria so it's quite a geographically and historically expansive idea about art and its relationship to life. There's also a stress uh, throughout the degrees on particular skills like visual analysis and communication for example and those go across all three But let me talk to you about the second one. Um, Your listeners might have students who have, I guess, a firmer sense that they may wish to pursue a career in the gallery museum sector or are just interested in those spaces in particular. And for those, we run a history of art with gallery museum studies degree. And for students on this course, there's a, a particular module dedicated to the study of gallery museums in each year. So the first one is called Gallery Museums, Histories, Politics and Ethics. The second one is about how artists have intervened within museums and galleries since the 1960s. 
And the third one is called Museum Practice, which is really hands-on. We bring museum professionals in to help us teach that. It's run by a colleague who herself spent many years in the museum sector and really gives students a sense of what it's like to work in a museum, put exhibitions on, run education programmes, that kind of thing. So that second course is, is perhaps a bit more vocationally oriented for those students who feel confident that they might wish to pursue a career in that sector. And then lastly, but certainly not least, is a course that really is unique to UEA. I think you mentioned it, archaeology, anthropology and art history. It's been really popular in recent years. And the important thing I think about it is it allows us to draw upon the expertise of a real family of unit within the Sainsbury Centre. So we have very close ties with colleagues in the centre itself, so curatorial colleagues, those that work in education, in collections. But there are also dedicated research units associated with the Sainsbury grouping. So the Sainsbury Institute for Japanese Art and Cultures, as well as the Sainsbury Research Unit for the Arts of Africa, Oceania and the Americas. And so for this degree, we're able to draw on the expertise of really extraordinary working archaeologists and anthropologists who do amazing things in these units. And we give students a a great sense of how these disciplines connect up to give a new understanding of how artistic and cultural practices link up with the practices of living, and that across a very broad historical and geographical range. So, I mean, this third one is really unique, and we're proud to have run it for many years now. Wonderful, thank you. Leading on from that then, what sort of opportunities would you say are available to students enrolled on these courses? And what are the main things that they may expect to experience? For example, you just mentioned that we have our own art gallery in the form of the Sainsbury Centre. Do students have unlimited access to these collections? And what sort of things does this offer in terms of experience? No, it's really an important one for us. You know, as I say, I think we're unique in being housed in in a major museum, a major centre. And we really do take advantage of that across all three degree programmes. So I guess what's important, I mean, people that come on open days and applicant days, they'll see how the centre, it was designed by Norman Foster and built in the 1970s with various kind of additions and and things since. But it, it affords a very beautiful space for us to teach in and for students to spend time in. But it's also, and maybe primarily because of its extraordinary collection, that it it's such a great resource for us. Uh, And we really take advantage of that. So just to mention a couple of things, um, in the first year, whatever programme students are on, they will take a module called Learning On Site, which is a module taught in the gallery spaces itself. It really encourages students to get to know the building, get to know the collection. It really grounds and embeds our, our students within this fantastic resource. And then that's all the way through, you know, I I might be teaching a module on art after 1945 and, uh, I don't know, we could be talking about Francis Bacon or something and I can put my pen down and literally walk around the corner and we can be in front of four or five fantastic Bacon paintings. And say with the Gallery Museum Studies, obviously 
it gives us a great advantage to be working so closely with curators and educators and you know collections managers so in the module i mentioned about museum practice uh, a number of those colleagues come and talk to our students about what it's like to work in the museum so it's about the collection it's about the wonderful space and it's about the the people that are at the heart of the center so we do you know really put that front and center in terms of other experiences, I've talked a bit about the academic side, but I think it's also worth saying a little bit about the life of the department, you know, what kind of ethos there is, what sort of uh, teaching students might expect. So I mentioned that each year group is relatively small, usually between, you know, 20 and 30 students, and all our offices are in the Sainsbury Centre. So it really means we get to know students very well. All our teaching is small group and it's all in person. So there, there are seminar rooms built into the building. There's a lecture theatre downstairs. And we really prioritise in-person teaching. Many of the modules have trips associated with them as well, study trips, the most sort of glamorous of which I guess is the trip to Venice over five days in the second year, which is a real treat for us and for the students. It's probably also worth mentioning certain vocational aspects. I mean, obviously, the university provides loads of stuff, you know, clubs and societies, groups, venues and things. But there are some quite specific programs which our students can take advantage of to help them develop their professional profile. Um, so the centre runs a programme called the Young Associates. It's managed by our wonderful colleague now which is open to not just students of art history, but, but across the, uh, the campus, whereby young people can get involved directly with um, curatorial projects, with events, with fundraising, you know, meet other people from across different departments and indeed across the city. It's open to the art school as well, for example. Get a line or two on the CV. There's also a student-run fund called the Emma Jonathan Fund. It's named after an ex-student of ours. And that raises money to fund travel. So it might be that students are working on, I don't know, a particular dissertation idea that involves them going to the Pompidou in Paris, say they could apply to this fund for money. And they could also get involved on the committee. So there's a treasurer, there's a chair, you know, there's various roles that students could fill. And again, it's really good professional practice. So we're quite you know, proud of these things. I think the ethos of the department is about a certain kind of you know, proximity, a certain sort of uh, intimacy with our students. We do get to know them well. And it's borne out, I think, in the NSS, the National Student Survey. The last one, 90% of our students were satisfied with, with our courses well above the um, national average there. I mean, it really seems as if the students have this opportunity to be really, really hands-on in these degrees and get a range of experiences, both being in the museum itself, those trips away from the university, and all of the other things that you've mentioned. Building on these experiences then, as a lot of our listeners might be advising or speaking to students about their career goals in the future, where can a degree in art history or world art history take you? What transferable skills can students gain from these experiences that may help them in the world of work? Yeah, no, it's a 
it's a good question and one that comes up a lot, as you'd imagine, at open days, particularly particularly from parents, but not just from parents. I think I'll start with the 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 issue about skills. We develop quite specifically uh, skills, both of a specific nature, regarding dealing with artworks and academic writing, and more general skills which are transferable in careers beyond the art world, specifically skills like visual literacy, uh, communication, the ability to organise ideas coherently. I mean, writing is a thing that, you know, like a muscle, it needs to be trained, to be practised. I know how visually savvy young people need to be in our world, to navigate our world. You know, the attention to nuances within images on Instagram or, you know, TikTok, whatever. We know how smart people are with images, but that can often be a kind of aptitude which isn't brought to consciousness somehow, that people aren't aware of what images are doing, even though they know that they do certain things and they're very attuned to what they do, but they might not be able to articulate analyze you know bring into conscious awareness so that is a really important skill that we develop very specifically on our program so there's a module for example called portraiture and identity which is about the history of portraiture but it is also about cultivating that skill of visual analysis you know students will do presentations on their modules they write not just academic essays they also write exhibition reviews labels for exhibitions you know for sort of hypothetical exhibitions they might curate so there's a there's a range of skills that we develop some specific to art some broader yeah and just recently i've been in touch with graduates who have ended up in a range of careers so from very high profile kind of curatorial position someone like Lloyd de Beer at the British Museum he's curator of medieval art at the British Museum he did his BAMA and uh, PhD at, at UEA gallery educators at Kettles Yard for example at the Sainsbury Centre itself now was a, a former graduate of ours there's uh, graduates working in quite high profile companies working in the art market. So Philip Mould Gallery, one of the digital managers, is a graduate um, at Christie's Auction House, for example. Fundraising, philanthropy, uh, a graduate, Laura Jacobi from Italy. She was at the v a a couple of years and now is philanthropy manager at the Royal Opera House. There's lecturers, you know, following the academic pathway. Ed Jeweler in Newcastle, for example, is one of our graduates. But then there's a, a number of career paths which are perhaps less specific to museum work and, and art history, things like publishing, teaching more broadly, marketing, for example, you know, a, a good marketing professional needs excellent communication skills, needs good visual literacy. So our degrees really prepare graduates for, for those kinds of careers. Great. Yeah, that seems like a good range of skills and different paths that these students might end up on. And I think a lot of people tend to overlook those important transferable skills when thinking about how a certain degree might help them in the future. I think that's true. I think people don't realise how useful it is to be able to interpret images consciously. Yeah, that's really important to highlight. Thank you. 
So heading back in time now from graduate experiences to the application process, what sort of traits and qualities or any experience are you looking for in students' applications to these type of courses? And what can teachers and advisors encourage students to highlight or maybe to get involved with ahead of applying to university? Yeah, so it's another good question and it's one that comes up on open days again. I think the first sort of misconception, common misconception to correct is that we don't require any prior experience of art history per se or archaeology and anthropology if that's the pathway students are interested in. We do provide introductions to each of those disciplines in our first year. So it's not necessary for students to have done art history at sixth form college or at school. What we do ask for is a genuine interest and enthusiasm for the subject and I guess particularly at UEA, for a kind of openness to think about unfamiliar ideas and material, because it's certain that students will be exposed to stuff they just haven't been aware of before on whatever degree they do with us. It's absolutely for sure that they'll need a certain kind of openness and flexibility of mind to meet that material. Yeah, and I guess, I mean, a broader enthusiasm for thinking about what it means to be alive. It's, I guess, always welcome thinking about what it means to be a member of our society, thinking about exploring those dimensions of life which aren't so easily quantified and measured. You know, I think art has a particular relationship with that which can't be measured. And I suppose some kind of sympathy with or attunement to or enthusiasm for those aspects of living are always going to be welcome although translating that into a personal statement might be you know not the easiest thing but the important thing to say is you know we get lots of students with a a kind of fine art enthusiasm you know that make work themselves we get lots of students coming from say literature or history philosophy sociology psychology all these kinds of things are really relevant to the study of art And do any of these courses provide uh, an opportunity to study abroad or undertake a placement year or any short-term placements? And if so, what sort of opportunities have recent students been able to get involved with throughout their time in this department? Uh, Yep, so all of the programmes have some aspect of either a semester abroad, a year abroad option or uh, a placement year. The placement years are very new, so the Gallery Museum's programme does have one. We haven't had anyone through that yet. They're really very new, but we have a very long-standing system and set of partnerships with regard to semester abroad and year abroad options. So if students wanted to do the uh, History of Art BA or the Archaeology, Anthropology and Art History BA, they could go for a year abroad to all manner of places. So you do this between second and third year. I'm thinking of this year's third years. Uh, Louisa just came back from Tokyo for a year um, and is actually thinking of doing the jet scheme after her degree. Emma was in Berlin. Yuna was in Paris. We've had plenty of people go to the States. I would recommend the important thing to say maybe that if students are interested in doing a year abroad, it's better to apply for that programme. Even if you're not sure, apply for it and then come off it than it is to not apply for it and then try and get on it later. The reason being that some 
times if you're joining later in the day, maybe the place you want to go to has been booked up. Um, if, if students are less keen on a full year abroad, then they can do a semester, which would be the second semester of their second year. And again, we've got a range of partnerships across Europe and also internationally that can accommodate um, students for a semester, often with um, classes taught in English. So really a range of options from placements to year abroad to semester abroad. If anyone is interested in those specifically, the study abroad office are always great at, at fielding uh, questions on that. And lastly, if you're in a situation, perhaps at an open day or just after a school talk, and you only had about 30 seconds to tell a potential student, parent or a teacher or careers advisor what you feel are the best things about this department and its courses, what is it that you would highlight? What's the unique selling point of studying within this discipline at UVA? Okay, 30 seconds. So I'd say first, probably our expansive conception of art in a global context and specifically our interest in connecting art up with forms of practice beyond the academic world. So be that exhibitions or you know other practices of living, um, we've really got an emphasis on practice and an expansive conception of art. And second, I'd say the Sainsbury Centre. I mean, it's just a real privilege to work there, to study there, to have access to the collections and the people. It really is, you know, a major asset for us. Amazing. Thank you so much for all of that information. I'm sure that's really, really valuable to our listeners. But just to wrap up, if any of our listeners wish to find out anything more about the department, any of the courses or anything else that you've mentioned today, how can they go about finding out this information? Um, So probably... Two channels primarily, you can go to Ask Us at UEA and we have people on Unibuddy. For really up-to-date kind of information about what we're up to, you could check out our Instagram page, which is Art History UEA. And we post every week or so, uh, giving a sense of of what we and our students are, are up to. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of all my questions. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode, Ed. It's been wonderful to have you and to hear all about this department. Thanks, Amelia Natasha. Thanks for having me. It's good to talk about our, our courses. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning into this month's episode. That's it for this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures. We would absolutely love to hear from you. To book a visit, make a suggestion or ask us a question. Drop us a line at schools at uea.ac.uk. Thanks for joining us.